This is the ERP Advisor. The ERP Advisor's Overview of Acumatica. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's webinar, an all-out breakdown of Acumatica. Sean Wendell is our speaker for today. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. Sean has over 20 years of experience in the enterprise software industry, helping hundreds of clients across many industries with selecting and implementing a wide variety of enterprise solutions. His podcast, The ERP Advisor, has dozens of episodes with thousands of downloads and is featured on prominent podcast platforms such as Apple and Spotify. On today's call, Sean will discuss Acumatica, one of the fastest growing cloud ERP companies over the last several years, and all the features this maturing company has to offer. Sean, thank you for joining me today. You bet. Thank you for uh, for being our amazing ERP advisor. I'm trying to think of all the things you do for us, but uh, oh but thank God. you for hosting as always, Julia. Yes, I'm happy to do it, and I'm happy that you are my partner in crime in this for sure. So. <laughs> Well, Acumatica is a fairly young company considering a few of the other um, software companies we've covered in our vendor series, Um, but it is one of the fastest growing cloud ERP companies over the last several years. So with that, Sean, can you give us a high level and talk to us about what is Acumatica? Yeah, you bet. Um, Yeah, so so relatively speaking, and I I always have to give credit where credit is due. Rebecca, who's you see her image there, I don't know if she can come on camera and say hi because she's probably producing things behind behind the scenes. Um, But but she and Thomas Adams, our our our, uh, uh, digital marketing manager, both of them have put together a lot of work on this vendor series, and it's really helpful. I actually have a cheat sheet that shows. Um, some of the vendors side by side, which I'm looking at right now. And it is interesting that um, Acumatica was founded in 2008. So, you know, that was still, what, 14 years ago, which is a long time ago, especially if you have teenagers that are 14 now instead of right? even 18 and 20. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, um, but in terms of an ERP company, that's relatively new. Um, There's some other vendors that we're looking at and watching that are newer, but they haven't amassed the amount of customers um, that Acumatica has. So, you know, despite them being a relatively new kind of entrance to the market, they have um, sort of, they specify over about 8,000 customers, um, mostly small, mid-sized companies, um, but, you know, throughout really the world too, a lot in North America, um, for sure, but but they've they've really grown a lot, and and I think you know I remember in 2019 we did um, our kind of end of year ERP report, oh, and and mm-hmm. I, I I mean we, we'll go back and ch- I'll check this, but I could swear that we said 2020 will be the year of ERP for SMBs, or maybe we said that for 2019 even, and that of course was before all the COVID stuff, right? Nobody right. knew. Well, somebody probably knew, but that's another story. Anyway, that that was going to happen. But but the key point here is that that we saw that ERP was continuing to permeate into mid-sized organizations, smaller size businesses, especially for those that either had super old legacy systems or just had just an accounting app or whatever. And so that that macro change was happening. 
And then it just got, you know, fueled, like literally like lighter fuel was poured on the fire with COVID mm-hmm. where organizations, um, again, even small, mid-sized organizations that didn't have software that was um, accessible over the internet. That's right. Or, um, or didn't automate all their processes or like, oh my God, we need new software, right? And Acumatica was boom right there, especially, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit later, the pricing structure is for the right for the right kind of company, it's really, really good. It's it's very aggressive pricing, um, and it sort of grows as you use more. We'll get into that, like I said, a little bit more later. But but they've done a really good job, and they've executed. You know, they've got a good channel strategy with partners. They've got people out there selling. They've got um, even though they're new, this is interesting. Even though they're a relatively new um, ERP system, their partners aren't. Some of them are, some of them are newer partners, but a lot of what's happened is partners that worked on other apps over the last 20, 30, 40 years have decided to pick up Acumatica. So you get partners that have a lot of business experience working with a lot of business, uh, many businesses, different industries in that for say 20 years. And now they pick up Acumatica. They're, They're certified on the product, of course, so they know the product. But then they implement Acumatica with all these best practices just across business processes that, that we've worked with for decades. So, so it's a good blend of good partner experience with a newer product. But see, the other thing, too, I'll say, and then I'll stop talking. No, is, please don't. Um, I guess that's what these things are for. I mean, that's the secret to all this, right? Is I'm just trying to get all this out to help people. So, and you're you're gracious enough to listen to me, Juliet. <laughs> um, it's great. Good. Um Plus, I like to show off my Star Wars toys in the uh, yes, right? Different story for another time. So that's right. Um, but but um, but the really interesting thing with with Acumatica is they are as one of the newer um, ERPs, you know, sort of born in the cloud kind of platform. They've learned from the apps that came before them on what to do and what not to do. So it's this nice blend. Acumatica has this nice blend of being sort of the new kid on the block where it's like, wait a minute, you know, are you really viable or not? Well, they've answered that question with 8,000 customers. There's no question about them. Their ownership is strong. They're owned by a real solid private equity firm. They've got a lot of folks from Microsoft that were on the enterprise software side. They got a lot of experienced people. They've really done a nice job in the short term of building a really nice solution for our customers. And our customers have selected and implemented Acumatica like it. So mm-hmm. all good things for sure. Yeah. So do you think, let me ask you regarding they've learned from their, their experience. Is that from just from the clients that have been with them for the last few years, or is it from the experienced people that um, are working with Acumatica? Yeah, I mean it's 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 both for sure, right? Where well, probably even a little bit, couple three other, so say five ways that they've mm-hmm. kind of learned, which is pretty interesting, right? So one is definitely just being in business for 12 years or 14 years, that does give you a lot of time to make things better and better and better, right? And the beautiful thing about the platform is is they can implement changes and they do propagate out to others. Kind of, if you have that deployment, I'll just say that. Right. But but you do have a really strong executive team that knows what works and what doesn't in enterprise software. So so they've learned from the, that experience. The partners, like I said, have learned from their experiences with other software. Because so you see a lot of um, you see a lot of sage partners hmm. or or mass partners 
um, that have become Acumatica partners. You don't see, you think about this. I mean, sometimes a NetSuite partner may pick up Acumatica too, but rarely Microsoft, not a lot of crossover. I'm sure there's some Microsoft partners that now have Acumatica. I'm sure of that, but it's really a lot of Sage, a lot of Sage. But those and those Sage partners have been doing SMB, small, medium-sized businesses, ERP for 20, 30 years. So that's benefit. Yeah. But I also think the architects and the, the technical development, um, they worked in other um, ERPs, Microsoft, other solutions before, so it could take those best practices, but also new practices on how to build apps and um, which is great. And then and then I think that the last piece is um Right now, especially in ERP, there is a lot happening. Um, I mean, Epicor is buying a ton of best of breed apps. You know, NetSuite's continuing to grow like mad. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, 20, 25% growth for on a lot of sales. That's big growth. And but but there's just, you know, there's companies like us, you know, mm -hmm. that are learning and able to communicate back to vendors like Acumatica. Hey, here's how the demo went, here's what went well, here's what didn't. I just think they're they're in a position where they're um, we used to say this phrase at J.D. Edwards, um, eat your own dog food. <laughs> it's kind of a strange phrase, right? Or drink your own champagne, right? Like, you know, like a dog manufacturer, you know, somebody manufactures dog food. Would they personally eat the dog food? No, it's for dogs. But why wouldn't you? Well, because it's unsafe, right? You know, right. Like, like what I'm trying to say is I think Acumatica is really looking at the ecosystem and watching all these trends and things. And they're trying to adjust. For mm -hmm. instance, they are one of the few vendors that you can buy the software on-premise in a private cloud or in a public cloud. If you want to know more about those deployments, you should check out our CPE video that we just That's did. right. That's we right. You know that now, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, but but they give you those options. And a lot of vendors don't. They just right. say, no, this is the way it is. So there's there's some challenges with that for sure. But there's also... Like we had a we had a client or a prospect we were talking to that makes um, robots for the Department of Defense, mm -hmm. and they have very specific security requirements. It's called ITAR, and mm -hmm. the way that they were able to meet the ITAR requirements, Acumatica could do that, whereas some of the other vendors couldn't because they could put their instance in a specific data center that met the ITAR requirements. So anyway, I just feel like they're they're, they're hungry and they're they're doing yeah. things, they're taking risks that maybe some of the other vendors aren't because they don't have to. Acumatica will because they do want to continue to grow and move things upwards. And be attractive to other industries and other businesses, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So speaking of that, what major industries does Acumatica cover? And um, are they a better fit for one industry over another? Um, you know, they're, they're, they're interesting. Um, they definitely have solutions for specific industries like, I mean, certainly accounting. Um, construction is an area they put a lot of time into. Um, certainly distribution, um, you know, manufacturing. There's some partners that have built some manufacturing execution software that, that you can plug in. So, but, but there's also services as well. Um, we had a client that's a professional services firm that implemented Acumatica with their projects. So they're 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 good because they are, um, I mean, frankly, right? And I think this is fair to say. And if it's not, the Acumatica people listening to this better tell me. Right. Um, I'm sure they will. But as a relatively newer app, how much time have you had to develop a lot of functionality? 
right? Like if I look at Oracle eBusiness Suite, that thing has gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs of, of software in it, of, of feature functions in it, right? Because it's been being developed, I mean, since the 90s, if not earlier, probably even the right. 80s. Whereas right. you got Acumatica that started in 2008. How deep has it gone? Not as deep. We know that unequivocally. But there are partners out there in the Acumatica channel that are building, um, I think they call them um, uh, independent software vendors or ISVs. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. that's what they refer to. Um, those ISVs build out modules or functionality on what's called the XRP platform, which is Acumatica's development platform. So you can go deeper in an industry is what I'm trying to say. Right. But, but, when it, but the key point here is it's probably similar to NetSuite. Um, in that it can, you know, work across services businesses, manufacturing businesses, distributor businesses, construction businesses, and then financials generally. Like we have an insurance company that selected Acumatica to run their um, their financials, right? Um, so, so those are so it's a little bit it's a little less focused on industry as say maybe Epicor. It's a little more. Um, uh, able to meet the needs across those different industries, which makes it actually very um, interesting because okay. a lot of companies that we work with, they're doing all kinds of stuff. You know, they might do, oh, we distribute. Well, we actually manufacture too. And we actually have some services. Okay, well, then a platform like Acumatica makes a lot of sense. Right. And is Acumatica pretty customizable for a business needs regardless of industry? It is. It's yeah. they've, they've got this XRP platform that's very flexible. So so you can go in, you can extend, build out. There's you know, I I, I can't remember the right nomenclature for for uh, uh, for what Acumatica calls it, but you basically have configuration, right? Mm. Where you're clicking uh, switches, basically on off, turning things off. You're not changing anything. Then there's extending. Maybe we got a form that for a sales order and we need to add a special field to track uh, the region or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So then we can extend the form. Easy to do in Acumatica. Then there's also workflows, business process automation stuff that the XRP platform provides for like um, PO or AP approval on an invoice. But then there's also the ability to build out your own apps. And that's what some of these XRP partners have done is they've built out solutions, industry specific solutions and that kind of thing. Yeah. Any other prominent features that you can think of that make Acumatica attractive? Um, You know, it has good multi-company functionality. Um, So if you have legal entities, you know, on the financial side, it's good. Um, As the doggy. doggy. Um, And um, um, there's capabilities across, like I said, distribution, manufacturing that are strong kind of core, you know, um, kind of, you know, work in progress, sort of routing for manufacturing, work orders, distribution, the purchasing side, inventory management, the sales side, um, good stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's CRM's pretty good also. So that's why I say it's, like, hey, it's a pretty good app, you know, like, it's like when you're like, hey, honey, what should we have for dinner tonight? Oh, my God, I don't know what to do. We should go to Acumatica. Oh, my God, what functionality do I need? I'm not really sure. I could probably go to Acumatica. It'd probably be just fine. It covers all the bases. It covers all the bases. It's like going to the mall and going to the food court. I don't know. But it, it does cover a lot of the bases. And it can go deep in certain areas because of some of the partner solutions, too. But 
Will it go as deep as uh, J.D. Edwards in manufacturing? It won't. It won't do that yet. But here's the thing. Most clients don't need that. So that's the little dirty secret of ERP is how much functionality do you actually use? You know, Right. Because some of these software packages and platforms are so gigantic that you don't touch all of the facets of it and they just sit there. You end up paying for them, but you don't end up using them, right? That's it. And and I think that's why Acumatica has done really well because the platform is simple to use. It's easy to understand. And the functionality that you need is there. Even that next level is there. Mm-hmm. The next level, maybe they're looking at partners to develop or they themselves have a really strong product roadmap as well. And they have more functionality coming out. Yeah. So you touched on this a little bit about their pricing structure. They have a little bit of a unique price pricing structure. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. And this is good, right? I won't get into the specific pricing. We're under NDA for right. that, but the structure right. is important to understand. I think it's helpful. So, so most of the software solutions, so not Acumatica, most of them, the pricing structure says, well, what modules do you want mm-hmm. and how many users do you want? Right. That's how NetSuite, Microsoft, um, Infor, Epicor, like a lot of these kind of core, you know, tier two ERPs, we'd call them are that way. Even SAPs that way. Um, so uh, the Oracle Cloud Fusion ERP is similar too. Um, what what Acumatica has done is a little bit different. They've said, you know, you should pay for only the software, the capability that you're using. So what they kind of do is say. <coughs> They have a tiered model that says, depending on how many transactions you do, that's going to drive your price. And there's multiple ways, there's types of transactions, there's two kinds, there's a monthly commercial transactions, and I think an ERP transactions. So it's, it's, it's very specific on how it's done. But the basic model is, look, when you start using this app, you don't have a lot in it. And you're not, and, and let's say you're a smaller organization, especially, you're not going to use a lot of it. So we're only going to bill you for the little bit of the transactions that you're going to create. So then you go along, go along, great, great, great. Now, whoa, we may have a lot of growth in the business. The monthly transactions go up. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to charge you more because you're using more of the software. You're running your business more on the software. You're getting more value from the software because you're running more transactions, right? And then you grow, it goes up. Every company finds a way to get more money from you over time. So, you know, I can, I can hear some other software vendors saying, oh, you know, you don't, it's impossible to forecast what your future expenditure is going to be. And I would say to them, okay, so what happens after the contract with you, right? That's right. Right. Like there's rate caps and stuff you can put in, but there is still some ambiguity with any SaaS solution that you don't know what they're going to do in the future. But the bottom line is I kind of like this model because it helps a client that's a, that's growing to get into a solution that again has uh, you know it's like going to the mall to the food court you have every option but you can get into this software really nice solution and then grow into it and pay more sort of as you get bigger um, and they're really good about also like locking in rates and stuff like that so they know people are concerned about what the future value or future right. cost is going to be so they'll do some mitigations in there to kind of control that yeah well to get a software platform that fits your needs but is affordable too is kind of you know rare in the market sometimes and um so with that said if 
someone needs to graduate to the next tier? Is it easily done? And is it really just based on transactions or do you get different features and functionalities as you go up the different tiers? Literally based on transactions. That's Interesting. it. Yeah. Again, if anybody's listening to this, I'll look in the camera. Tell us if we're wrong. <laughs> right. That's my understanding from reviewing five Matica okay. uh, contracts recently. So it's literally based on you're using more of the system, more um, hardware, more uh, of the environmental software, more performance, you know. So you're taking up more and more, and you're going to pay more. Is sort of their concept. So we had we had a client recently that uh, was a smaller business, but they had a ton of transactions the way they worked uh, with some of their training partners, and and the pricing for for the Acumac solution versus some of the other solutions was actually was much higher. Acumac was much higher because there were a ton. No, I I can't remember what the number, hundreds of thousands of transactions per month, huh. which and the way this particular business worked is every time one of the big box stores bought one of their products, it was a transaction. That's not usually how it goes. Usually the big box store buys 10,000 units from us, right? But and that's one transaction. That's one, it's just 10,000. Whereas this other company was, each of those 10,000s was a transaction, 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 oh, transaction. Boy except it was hundreds of thousands of transactions. So, so that was a little wonky that it went that way. Um, the functionality and everything else was good, but that, that's where that pricing model was a little bit like, eh, so, but, but what it really has done though, like I said, is it's made Acumatica very approachable. And again, the software looks good from a usability perspective. They always score really high on our mini demos, we call them, mm -hmm. where we look at usability, they always mm -hmm. score high. And then the pricing's low for a smaller organization to get into, and then they can grow with it over time. So I think overall, it's a good model. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Um, based on your experience of working with Acumatica and with a variety of clients and industries, why, in your experience, wh why does um, Acumatica win over their competitors hmm. in different scenarios? That That's a great question. Um I think it's kind of three, kind of a, a trifold or trifecta that comes together. Um, like I said, I think I think a mid-size organization likes the usability of Acumatica. It's just approachable software. It's easy. It just looks easy to use. And it is. It's, it's straightforward, right? I think the, the developers have written it in a way that it's like, wow, I really like that, you know, from the end user perspective. So it demos well. Um, I think the other thing is that the implementation partners, um, and we work closely with, I think, somebody who just texted us here about the pricing model, mm -hmm. which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, um, you know, We work really closely with Acumatica to figure out like, hey, who is the right implementation partner for our client based on the experience? And they've got great implementation partners. They have people that are, are like really committed to their customers and doing the right thing. And they know their industries. So... I love that. I mean, I, that, if you want to make me happy, just give me a partner that knows my client's industry and I'll love you forever. Literally. Right. right. Um, so that's the second thing. But I do think the third thing is that I do think Acumatica Inc. and the, the corporation is really willing to work with customers. Like we've had a couple of wonky things. We actually have one even right now that we're sort of hoping to finish by the end of the month. Um, but um, but I see that the leadership team, I, I see that the people that are involved on the sales side, even support too, um, that they really want to do the right thing for clients. 
right? I worry about that sometimes with some of the other vendors, especially as they've gotten bigger and they start bringing in people that are a little more transaction oriented. I won't name any names, even though I want to, but I'm not going to. I don't see that with Acumatica. I, I do see a lot of care and I see people at that organization that say, you know, we know you're running your business on our software and there's probably not a more important investment you're going to do because, right. you know, you go and buy a machine if you're a manufacturer and it, you know, drops liquids into a, you're, you make liquids or whatever. That's a bad example because you wouldn't buy it. Anyway, the bottom line is software is a big deal. Um, for for these enterprises. And so it's important that you have not just the implementation partner, but also the software vendor behind you. And I know I can make a call any second, be like, please help, you know, and I know they're going to do something with it, not just because we're ERP advisors, but because I think they want to do the right thing. Right. And regardless of whether it's during implementation or after go live, just to have, you know, that support system behind you when you need it. You may not need it a month after go live. You may need it six months after, right? And to be able to have that. Yeah. And and I think to your point, Juliet, you know, this is every every packaged application, packaged software, right? It's on the shelf, commercial off the shelf, COTS, we used to call it, right? Or packaged applications, whatever you want to call this stuff, you know, say Acumatica. As soon as you buy packaged apps, whatever it is, you're compromising on your own needs, because it's not specifically built for you. It's just like buying a pre-built house or prefabricated house versus one that's custom. Hey, we all love custom, right? But we can't afford it, don't need it, that's and it's right. good enough, right? So, so with with Acumatica, um, I, I again, like I'm saying, I, I just feel like the organization does a really good job of just making you feel like you as an individual, my clients are really important and. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just because we're European advisors, right? I've talked to other companies out there that they do a good job at that. And partly because they have to, because they're smaller. That's right. That's and right. That's good. Don't forget this Acumatica, right? Don't ever change that. And a lot of big companies do. Again, I won't name any names. No. <laughs> so don't do that, right? It is good to be hungry and to, you know, really provide that great customer service. And again, the... When I look out into the future, I, I just see that, you know, they've got good things going there. Yeah. So just again, from your experience, are there any offerings that you hope to see from Acumatica in the future? Anything you can think of that would be a benefit that you've seen from our clients and just working with Acumatica? I don't know if there's anything specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say that... Um, the continued R&D cycle with the ERP vendor of going into more and more and more functionality by sub by, by vertical and sub-vertical, right? Or micro-vertical is helpful. For instance, on construction, right? I think we looked at them recently and there was something on the you know, job cost and billing, progress, progress billing. That's where it gets pretty tricky. I think actually the team is probably better suited for that question than me anymore because I've mm-hmm able to get out of the demos, which has taken me, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years. I realize we say over 20 now it's 25. So it's only taken me like 24 and a half years to not be in all the demos. But, but I think that's the thing is that just continuing to go to look at that functionality, you know, we call it the minimum viable product. I think they have the minimum viable product or functionality that's required by these, these verticals that they focus mm-hmm. in. 
But what's that next level of functionality? And how do you work with a partner versus you do it internally, right? And again, I think they're in a unique position in that they've got a really strong partner channel that wants the recurring revenue for Mm -hmm. writing their own apps, right? That's a good thing for them. And it's good for Acumatica because they don't have to put all their time into every vertical. Um, So I think they've just got a good strategy in place to be able to just find out where the the market's going to give them that feedback, I think. And and they'll be able to do it. So I don't think there's, I mean, I like the platform play. I like the cloud play. Um, you know, I like um, I like what they're doing with their integrations. Um, we've worked with a partner recently that does a ton on integrations with e-commerce and that's huge. Um, so, you know, I think it's probably just going deeper in probably all the key areas um, and continuing to evolve because, I mean, Rebecca will tell you how I get on a soapbox about this. You know, these software vendors, their recurring revenue is gargantuan. And their profit margins are pretty high. Right. So put that money back into R&D and continue to develop. And I think, again, I see Acumatica doing that when we we covered their releases and we'll, we'll put re- notes on our ERP minute when they come up with releases. And they're doing good stuff. They're doing good feature functions. Right. Well, Sean, thank you so much for your time today and uh, helping me learn more about Acumatica. I appreciate it. You bet. I do think we did get a, a reminder too that there is on there, they do have an ability to do user-based uh, pricing. That's right. Thank you oh, for acknowledging that. There just, we go. Not just consumption, but user-based licensing yeah. as well. So, yeah. Okay. Well, if anyone has any questions, please reach out. Let us know. We're happy to help in any way we can. Um, thank you again for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Be sure to join us for our next webinar scheduled for Thursday, July 14th, a no holds barred summary of NetSuite and Oracle. We'll continue our summer vendor series when Sean will discuss his insights on working with NetSuite and Oracle and discuss the extensive portfolio of ERP functions and features this software platform has to offer. Please go to our website, erpadvisorsgroup.com, for more details and to register. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software advisory firms. ERP Advisors Group advises mid to large size businesses on selecting and implementing business applications from enterprise resource planning, customer relationship management, human capital management, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equates to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. This has been the ERP Advisor. Thank you again for joining us. This summer, ERP Advisors Group will be reviewing the most prominent ERP software vendors in the market. For more information about these vendors, please visit our website at erpadvisorsgroup.com. You can also find more EAG content by following us on social media or by subscribing to our podcast, The ERP Advisor.